Ρωμούντους, που η ιέρα την όψη διοώνε μάλθη, σκαφάρδι πόντις. The mighty in war, Bohemond, who was besieging Amalfi at the bridge of Scafati, heard that innumerable Christian people from France had arrived, and were determined to proceed to the sepulchre of our Lord, and were prepared to fight against pagan people. He then diligently inquired as to what type of weapons they fought with, what emblem of Christ they carried as they went their way, and what war cry they shouted in battle. This was the response he received, and in this order. They are properly armed for battle. Either on the right shoulder or between both shoulders, they wear the cross of Christ, and their war cry is, God wills it, God wills it, God wills it, which they all shout in one voice. And inspired by the Holy Spirit, Bohemond at once ordered that the most costly cloak he possessed be cut up and the pieces made into crosses. And then the vast majority of the warriors that were besieging the city with him dashed to him, so ardent was their desire, so much so that Count Roger was left nearly all by himself, and he returned to Sicily, mourning and lamenting the loss of all his men. When he returned again to his own land, Lord Bohemond prepared with great zeal to take the path to the Holy Sepulchre, until he crossed over the sea with his army and landed at Bulgaria, where they found an abundance of grain and wine and all kinds of food for the body. Afterward, they went down into the valley of Andronopolis, and there they waited for all their people to make their way down. Then Bohemond held a council with his men, to give them courage, and to exhort them to be good and to be humble, and not to ravage this land which belonged to Christians and to take only that which they needed to nourish themselves. Then setting out and passing through great riches and prosperity, from farmland to farmland, from city to city, from castle to castle, we arrived at Castoria, where we solemnly celebrated the Nativity of our Lord. And we stayed there several days and looked at purchasing supplies. But the people would not agree to sell us any because they were very frightened of us. 
terra. Et o los? For they refuse to see us as pilgrims, but instead as men come to devastate their land and to kill them. Therefore, we stole cattle, horses, and donkeys, and whatever else we could find. Leaving Castoria, we entered Pelagonia, in which there was a fortress of heretics. We attacked it from all sides, and very soon it came under our control. And lighting a fire, we burned the town, along with its inhabitants. After this, we came to the river Vardar, and Lord Bohemund crossed over along with his men. But not all of them, because the Count of Rusignolo remained behind with his brothers. Then the army of the Emperor came and attacked the Count and his brothers and all who were with him. Now when Tancred heard of this, he went back and threw himself into the river and swam across to the others. And two thousand men also threw themselves into the river and followed Tancred. They found turcopoles and pechenegs fighting against our men, and they made a quick, vigorous, and strategic attack, and were victorious. They captured many, and then led them, all bound, in front of the Lord Bohemond, who said to them, Why, wretches, did you slaughter Christ's men and mine? I have no dispute with your emperor. And they responded, we could not do otherwise. For we are in the pay of the emperor, and whatever he demands of us is necessary for us to carry out. And Bohemann released them unpunished. This battle was fought on the fourth day of the week, which was the beginning of Lent. Blessed be God in all things. Amen. The miserable emperor, at the same time as we sent our messengers, sent one of his own, whom he held in high regard, and whom they call the Kuropalatis. To lead us safely through his land until we arrived at Constantinople. Whenever we passed by their cities, he commanded the inhabitants of that land to bring us supplies, as was done, and by those of whom we have already spoken. Indeed, so much did they fear Lord Bowman's people that they would not suffer any of our own to enter the walls of their cities. 
Now, some of ours wanted to attack and take a certain town because it was filled with every type of goods. But the wise man Boamun was unwilling to consent to it. Both for the justice of the land and the emperor's trust. And it was for this reason that he was irate with Tancred and all the others. This happened in the evening, and in the morning the inhabitants came out of the town in a procession holding crosses, and went in the presence of Bohemon. He joyously received them, and rejoicing, he gave them leave. Afterwards, we came to a certain city called Ceres, and where we fixed our tents and where we had enough provisions, suitable for the date. And it was there that Bohemond met with two Corpalatis, and for their friendship and for the justice of the land, he commanded the return of all the animals that our own held in plunder. Afterwards, we came to the city of Rusa. Of the Greeks, many people came out and joyously met Lord Bohemond and brought us many supplies. And there we set up our pavilions on the Wednesday before the Lord's Supper. And there, Bohemond dismissed his men and proceeded to Constantinople to speak with the Emperor. Leading still along with him a few nights. Tancred remained behind as the head of the army of Christ. And seeing the pilgrims buying food, he decided to abandon the main road and to lead the men to a place where they would happily stay. And he led them into a valley, which was filled with all the goods that nourish the body, in which our Lord's Easter, most devotedly, we celebrated. When the emperor heard that a most honorable man, Bohemond, had come to see him, he commanded that he be received with honor and cautiously housed outside the city. When housed, the emperor sent for Bohemond to come to him so that he might come speak together in secret with him. Thusly came Duke Godfrey and his brother, and at the same time, the Count of Saint-Gilles approached the city. Now the Emperor, anxious and boiling with rage, 
considered in what manner, cunningly or fraudulently, he might capture these soldiers of Christ. But by revealing divine grace, neither a location nor a spot to attack came to him or his own. Instead, all the highborn men that were in Constantinople came together. And out of fear for deprival of their land, they met in council and drew up ingenious schemes that our dukes, counts, and all other leaders should faithfully make an oath to the emperor. Which they all held back from, saying, Indeed, we do not deserve this, and it seems by no means just to us that we swear any sort of oath to him. Perhaps once more we were to be, by our betters, deluded again. For in the end, what would they do? They said that necessity forced them, unwillingly or willingly, to humble themselves before the will of the emperor. The emperor greatly feared that strongest of men, Bohemon, for Bohemon had at one time often ejected the emperor and his army from the battlefield. And the emperor said to him that if Bohemon willingly swore loyalty to him, 15 days of travel in land extending from Antioch would the emperor give in return to Bohemon and eight days in latitude. And he thusly swore that if Bohemond faithfully held to his oath, he would never neglect his own.